The show you love with even more local news and more local talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show here on this fine Thursday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you, your personal concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, we just appreciate the opportunity to be live and local and be able to discuss and mull over and turn over and look at all the various facets of the issues that affect you and me directly right here in California's Central Valley. It is T-minus 19 days now and counting until our elections, our midterm elections on November 8. Many of you already, I know, have uh, marked your ballot. Some of you still cogitating. We will continue to provide you as much information as possible regarding the issues and the candidates coming up on this election on November 8. Program note for today at 4.30, we'll uh, we'll be going to Thursday night football. It's time for NFL at 4.30 today. Tonight it'll be the New Orleans Saints and the Arizona Cardinals. I think both of them are 2-4. and four. That'll be an interesting uh, contest, I think. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals may have the edge looking at the stats, but we'll see what happens today at 4.30. Again, uh, NFL on Thursday night coming up today at 4.30 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and our sister station as well, Fox Sports AM 1280. I, I want to pick up where we left off a bit. Uh, from yesterday, and we were talking about the shot, the COVID-19 shot, and as it's uh, proposed, as it's referred to in the mass media and by government, it's a vaccine, and my nurse practitioner wife will will tell us, now it's, it's really a shot. Well, as you may know, it's official, the Center for Disease Control's Advisory Committee on Immunization, Immunization Practices has unanimously approved the addition of COVID-19 vaccines, their term, to the routine immunization schedules for children, adolescents, and adults. And that's a, a product of its meeting today. The child and adolescent schedule recommends up to four doses of the COVID vaccines, including those still under emergency use authorization starting at six months old. You have to be kidding me. It includes a two or three dose primary uh, series and a booster. The adult schedule starting at age 19, the same. So this will uh, be interesting because it's going to trigger laws in some states that require school districts to enforce the schedule on school children. They say more than half the states referenced uh, in uh, their immunization laws uh, will probably make this mandatory as of, uh, or have made it mandatory as of January 2021. So a, a lot of in a lot of states, uh, they're already saying we abide by the CDC recommendations. And you say, well, Mike, it's just a recommendation. No, it's much more than a recommendation. <laughs> you see, it's a it's a very uh, skillful. Uh, what do I want to say? Subterfuge. The CDC says, well, it's only a recommendation, and then the states say. Well, we we take what the CDC recommends, so we recommend what the CDC recommends. And the CDC says, not our fault what's, what the states say. We're just recommending. And the states are saying, well, the C- CDC recommends it, so we need to follow, quote-unquote, the science. Do you see how that works? And as we noted yesterday, one has to merely follow the dollar to really get an idea of what's going on here. Well, there is an interesting exchange that has uh, now become fairly public online. And uh, this was an exchange 
involving Janine Small. Well, who is Janine Small? She is Pfizer's president of International Developed Markets. And she was testifying before the European uh, European Union Parliament on Monday. And she was representing Pfizer's CEO and president, Dr. Albert, Albert Burla. Now, he's been president CEO since 2019, but I believe he's been with the company for at least 25 years, according to their website. Now, this is very interesting when you... When you listen to this, on Monday, again, Janine Small is testifying before the European Union Parliament. And she was asked a question by a Dutch member of the European Parliament by the name of Rob Roos. And I'm going to play his question, and then I'm going to stop and repeat it. Uh, Again, he has somewhat of a heavy accent, so I want to make sure that you hear his question, and then we'll hear Janine Small's response. Again, this is a Dutch member of the European Parliament by the name of Rob Roos asking a question of Pfizer represented by Janine Small. Here we go. The Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. All right, let me repeat that. So the question is very clear in our minds. Mr. Roos asked, was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. And then he asked for clarification. If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, so Mr. Roos is saying, did you, Pfizer test this to to the extent that you knew it would stop the transmission of the virus before you brought it to market. All right. Here is Janine Small's response representing Pfizer. Um, Regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, These, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. Huh. Let me repeat what she just said. Again, she was asked if her company, Pfizer, tested the transmission of the virus and whether or not they found out it would actually stop the virus before it entered the market. Her response was, regarding the question, did we know about stopping the immunization before it entered the market? No. Did we know about stopping the immunization before it entered the market? No. She said we really had to move at the speed of science. What's the speed of science? It sounds to me like it's the speed of politics, does it not? Anyway, she said we really had to move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. What does that mean, everything at risk? Does that mean putting you and me at risk? She went on to say, I think Dr. Borla, now Dr. Borla, Albert Borla, is the president and CEO of Pfizer. She went on to say, I think Dr. Borla, even though he's not here, would turn around and say to you himself, if not us, then who? Is that a rationale for putting this shot on the market? without testing it to confirm that it would actually stop the virus? She said, actually, uh, the Dr. Borla, she said, actually felt the importance of what was going on in the world. And therefore, as a result of that, we actually spent $2 billion in terms of U.S. dollars at risk of self-funded money from Pfizer 
to be able to research, develop, and manufacture at risk, meaning at risk to Pfizer monetarily, to be able to make sure that we were in a position to be able to help with the pandemic. Reading between the lines, I think that means we hurried up and got it on market so we could be ahead of everyone else, if at all possible, so that we could rake in the money. What this says to me is Pfizer did not do its due diligence, and Dr. Anthony Fauci and the White House basically lied to us. She also, go back, by the way, and and check back to previous comments by Dr. Borla, the president and CEO of Pfizer in January. He said two doses of that vaccine offered, quote-unquote, very limited protection, if any, against the Omicron variant. So, how does that make you feel? Do you now have confidence in Pfizer? Do you have confidence in these pharmaceutical companies? Do you have confidence in the CDC? How, how, where does this leave you? Think about that. Our phone number, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Does that make you very uncomfortable about this whole vaccine process and the CDC now recommending that we shoot this stuff into the arms of our children, our infants? I have zero confidence anymore in that. I'll tell you what I do have confidence in. That's an expert in real estate. Mortgage rate increases. They're impacting home sales. As you know, the Wall Street Journal reports home sales are down an average of 20% from this time last year. My friends, there's only one agent I would trust with selling my home during a market slowdown like this, and that guy is Dan Phipps. Are you worried about costly repairs to your home or upgrades needed to sell your home? I, I would be if I were to sell my home today. Well, if that's the case for you as well, call the agent. I trust and recommend call Dan Phipps. Dan's proprietary marketing system guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value or he'll sell it for free. His home selling program is designed to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. No required costly repairs. No long-term contracts. And you pick your move date. Dan can even help find you a new home before you move. I'll tell you, Dalton in Oakdale knows about it. Dalton had a great house. uh, Said I had planned on fixing it up throughout the years, but life got in the way. Dalton says, I was in a panic because I needed to move out of state and the house needed to work uh, to sell at a decent price. Enter Dan Phipps, says Dalton. Dan was able to sell the house quickly for a great price without any repairs or upgrades. So my friends call Dan Phipps. Dan is the man I recommend. I would hire him to sell my own home. Dan Phipps is the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours, or Dan will sell it for free. Call Dan Phipps. 209-593-1111 209-593-1111 or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three P's, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S.com. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Thursday afternoon in California's Central Valley here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We've been talking about the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices unanimously approving the addition of COVID-19 vaccines to the routine immunization schedules for children, adolescents, and adults at its meeting today. This I find jaw-dropping. According to Just the News, the child and adolescent schedule recommends up to four doses of COVID vaccines, including those still under emergency use authorization, starting at six months old. Are you kidding me? 
do, would any one of you, knowing what you know at this point, put a shot into the, and, and again, they use the word vaccine. Again, my nurse practitioner wife will tell you it's a shot. It's not really a vaccine. Would you allow them to give your six-month-old a shot like that? Seriously? 209-551-3483. And again, here is the international, uh, the uh, Pfizer's president of international developed markets responding to a question about whether her company Pfizer, whether they tested the vaccine on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. Let me play her answer again. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping the immunization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. Ah. Do you feel bad for Pfizer that that they had to risk so much money on this? I don't feel terrible about them at all. Absolutely no feelings of, of, uh, oh, let's say grace. Oh, but you're a pastor, Mike. I know that. But even Jesus confronted injustice. And baloney, that's a theological term, when he saw it. And this is baloney. It really is. This is absolutely unconscionable. And I can't imagine, I and, and our, our children are no longer children. They're grown-up adults in their mid-20s to late-20s. I can't imagine when they were small under these conditions exposing them to this kind of thing with with these kinds of responses from the pharmaceutical companies themselves. Any of you take the, the Pfizer shots? Does this worry you at all that they really didn't test it as to whether or not they could stop the transmission with the shot? Their answer is no. From the upper echelons of Pfizer, their answer is no. Janine Small says, regarding the question, did we know about stopping the immunization before it entered the market? No. We had to really move at the speed of science. What do you think that, what is the speed of science? Seems to me that science, and I'm going back to my high school and college years. Now, I know I'm a liberal arts major, but I, I took biology and I took chemistry. You know, I understand the basics of science. You, you don't speed science beyond the plodding steps that you have to take to make sure that you're having good, reasonable, verifiable results. To me, and of course, Pfizer is not going to be sued, are they? No. No, they're going to be protected. Our government is making sure that these pharmaceuticals are protected. Part of that has to do with the uh, emergency declarations and such. Uh, But you're not going to see the average citizen be able to sue Pfizer because our government is protecting them. And again, I, I come to you and say, T minus 19 days and counting. T minus 19 days and counting. This is what our government, both in California and in Washington, D.C., has given us. And to me, this is no longer a, a Democrat or a Republican issue. This is now an issue of lies and subterfuge and greed. And and we are being played, you and I. We are the victims of this. 
We are the pawns in this grand chess game that the United States of America and the state of California especially are playing with us along with the pharmaceuticals. Now, am I, am I happy about pharmaceuticals? Yes. In fact, if we didn't have pharmaceuticals, I probably wouldn't be alive today. But that's not to excuse them or, quote-unquote, immunize them from taking responsibility for a horrible, horrible scenario that they have unleashed not only upon the United States of America, but upon the world as well. Our number here, 209-551-3483. We'll continue the conversation in five minutes here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A pastor with passion. A minister with manners. Now back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Hey, just a reminder, when you're listening to the Mike Douglas Show on the Power Talk 1360 KFIV iHeartRadio app, you can send us a voice message. That's right. Just hit that red talk back mic anytime you're listening to Power Talk 1360 KFIV on the iHeartRadio app. Touch that mic. You can leave us a message. And if you have an engaging message that, that uh, just uh, excites the hearts and minds of our listeners, we may even play it on air. In fact, uh, I think we're going to have another one available tomorrow for you. Again, the Talk Back mic available on your free iHeartRadio app. All right, we've been talking about the CDC's advisory committee recommending vaccines for little kids, school children, Etc. Want to get your reaction to it? 209, not to the shot, but to the issue. 209 551 3483, our number. Let's go to the phones and Debbie and Stanislaus County. Debbie, what do you think about this? Well, number one, it's an atrocity. That's number one. But we should have gotten the drift a long time ago. Our country right now has homeless people in the multiple millions and millions, and they're American citizens. They're not illegals. They're not people coming across the border. This is deliberate. If I had a baby today, there's no way on this green earth I would give them any inoculation from anything with this government because I truly believe that the ultimate goal is to take over the United States. Now, proof of that is all of these people that are coming in by the tens of thousands and millions are being sent to anywhere they want to go. They get to choose where they go. They're put up in hotels. They're put up in very fine places. But our American citizens are living on the dirt. They're living on the cement. I need answers. And the only way I'm going to get answers is if the people will be so kind in the audience to start calling you back, calling the station back, calling and talking to Mike Douglas, and giving them your opinion. I truly believe that the ultimate goal between the drugs over the border, between all the trafficking, this has been going on for a long, long time. Why is it we can take our homeless and let them die on the dirt, and yet we can take these people that come in here illegally and send them anywhere in the United States they want to go and give them the best of lodging? Could you you give me an answer to that, Mike, and then put that out to your audience at large, please? Well, you've done that well. Uh, my answer is there is no good reason for that. And, and in, in fact, you know what? L- let me go to this very quickly, uh, Debbie. This is very interesting. Uh, Newt Gingrich was on uh, a town hall last night with uh, Hannity, and, and he was asked to, to boil this election coming up on November 8. And, and Debbie, I, I believe that a lot of the answer uh, to this A lot of the response to this must happen on November 8th. Here's what Newt Gingrich had to say, and I'm going to preface this with my opinion. This is not about Democrats or Republicans or independents or whatevers. To me, this is about right or wrong. This is about common sense. 
Uh, here's Newt Gingrich, whom I respect quite a bit. Here's his uh, boil it down to its basic statement about what November 8 is all about. If you like inflation eating up your paycheck, you ought to vote Democrat. If you like having your 401k collapse so you can't afford to retire, you ought to vote Democrat. If you think having a guy run for the Senate who voted 25 times to release a murderer when the other four members of the parole board voted no, the only person to vote for these 25 murderers was Fetterman. Now, if you think that's a good idea and Philadelphia doesn't have enough crime and Pittsburgh doesn't have enough crime, you ought to vote Democrat because they're going to make sure you get more. They want to give you more of the wrong thing and less of the right thing. So it's not, this is not a complicated election. It's a straightforward election of having every American look at the world around them and make a simple decision. You want to keep going down this road or not? And, and that is the basic issue, my friends. And Debbie, that that is the basic issue, and and it, to me, it is no longer about political parties. Again, I I think the Democratic Party got hijacked. Gone are the days when we could sit down with uh, Joe Liebermans, uh, maybe the Tip O'Neills, and and discuss general ideas of where we want to go, and then debate or argue about how we want to get there argue or debate about the fine points. I think this is one of the reasons that Tulsi Gabbard, and uh, Tulsi Gabbard and I would, would not agree on probably a lot, but we do agree, I think, on some major things. And what she agrees about is that the U.S. Constitution is something that ought to be upheld. And I believe that she has a sense of right and wrong, and thus far, I think, from what I've heard, she has a fairly good dose of common sense. Where is that in Sacramento, California, in the hallowed halls of the State Assembly and the State Senate? Where is that in Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate? Where is that in the White House? Tell me where you have recently seen a lot of common sense in Sacramento or Washington, D.C. Well, Mike, you're just coming at it as a Republican. No. If there was a Democrat to come up today and say, I'm going to defend the U.S. Constitution and I believe we ought to close the border and start all over again with border reform, and I believe that we ought to reinstitute the industry of fossil fuel production and that we ought to re-up the Keystone XL pipeline, I'd say yay for that Democrat. I don't hear any of them that are running for office anyway. What happened to the Democratic Party? I think it got hijacked. I think it got hijacked. They say, well, you everything's Republican. No, everything's not Republican. Mitch McConnell, I think you need to retire, step aside, and let some new blood take over the party in the Senate. I think there are some Republicans that need to go away, that need to go do something else. So it's not that, to me, it's a black and white or it's a red or blue issue. To me, it's a common sense issue. We are going to get what we vote for. And if we vote for the likes of George Goscone as a district attorney in Los Angeles or previously before his resignation, if we vote for the likes of a Chase of Bodine in San Francisco, we get what we vote for. And I'm thinking back to our last presidential election, and frankly, I think a lot of people voted against more than what they were voting for. Well, thank you very much. Now we're in a state. Not that I'm passionate about this at all, but my friends, we cannot continue in this vein. 
we cannot continue to vote against that. We need to start voting for things. We need to start voting for candidates who are for something, who have intelligent ideas about strategies to solve the problems that we're beset with. Not grammatical, but you get my idea. And that's why when candidates come on, I'm often, uh, often asking, well, what's, what's your plan for this? What's your plan for that? And it's important for candidates to address what the other guy or gal is all about. That's part of it, but it's only part of it. When I hear a candidate and all that candidate is doing is bashing the opposition, I begin to worry. Okay, what do you stand for? What, what are you going to bring to the table? And can I trust you to bring that to the table? What have you done in your life? And if you're currently an office holder, what does your voting record indicate in terms of what you will do in the future? And I think we have to approach this on every level, my friends. And even when it comes to propositions, and by the way, hopefully later today we'll have a time to to do a blitz on the propositions just to review them very quickly. Some of you may not have marked your ballot yet. I just want to make sure that uh, you have an overview of where they are. <clears throat> you vote the way you your heart thinks you ought to vote. I'll give you my opinion right now. I'm not voting yes on any of the propositions, none of them. And I'll explain why when we do that blitz through them. We're not going to spend an inordinate amount of time on that, but I, I do feel it's important to go over them again. T minus 19 days and counting. You and I are going to get what we vote for. You want crime? Vote for crime. You want injections of COVID 19 shots into the arms of six months old? Six-month-olds, vote for that. I'm not. Do you you feel the angst that many of us are feeling about November 8? Again, my metaphor I'm using is we're we're in a sports car and we are careening at high speed towards the edge of a cliff. And to me, November 8, is the opportunity to downshift and to throw the brakes on. You can tell I have a manual shift car. Downshift, throw the brakes on, come to a screeching halt at the precipice of that cliff and throw it into reverse. So are you going to vote for inflation? Are you going to vote for gas prices? Are you going to vote for unfettered abortions? Are you going to vote for killing babies? as soon as they're coming out of the mother's womb or just before they come out of the mother's womb? Are you going to vote for more taxes? Are you going to vote for more gazillions of of spending? Are you going to vote for, in California, more of this one-party rule of the supermajority that is taking California down the tank? Please, please spend some time and consider that this November 8 election is not a tipping point, in my opinion. It really is us driving off the cliff or being able to throw things in reverse and start on a new road, a new journey. What do you think? 209-551-3483. You're probably not going to like this, but I'm going to have some more coffee, and I'll be back in three minutes on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. He's got issues. Let's talk about it. The Mike Douglas Show, on air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And we're back with you here on the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas, your concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. I'm ready to rock and roll. I During those past three minutes, I consumed more coffee. I have that caffeine flowing through my veins. I'm ready to roll. So let's go back to the phones. 
209-551-3483. Again, what we've been talking about is the iconic, in my opinion, the iconic nature, the radical, radical importance of November 8 coming up. Let's find out what uh, Nancy thinks about all that from Modesto. Nancy, it's all yours. Oh, dear. Okay, we got you, Nancy. All right. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I think that was my fault. I had my cell phone on, and and nobody was answering. So then, oh, I'm sorry. I I had it on speaker, and I, okay. Anyway, and no one was answering, so then I went to my regular phone because I'm home for a change. So I think that that's what good. Well, you're you're good now, so (laughs) so go for it. Thank you. Don't want to take your time. But anyway, okay. Well, uh, I have been voting all my life, and I'm not a child by by no means. But anyway, I am just very, very discouraged. I've always been so proud to be an American, always loved the Constitution. I don't know what the kids are being taught now. But we had to study the Constitution when I was in junior high and had to take tests on it. Now I couldn't quote quote (laughs) what it all says but i certainly got the general drift of why we have a constitution and then and how well it has in the past worked and so i'm just very discouraged that people are unaware i guess are just um so caught up in their lives that they are not really paying attention and are listening perhaps to uh (laughs) I don't know what, but they're not getting the general idea that our country, as you have stated, is really having a terrible time. And we are, you know, with the open borders, the uh, buying oil from other countries, our enemies, in fact, and when we have our own oil that we can turn into gasoline and fuel and for everything. Anyway, I'm just so discouraged. Um, I just am praying hard that uh, people will wake up because I agree with you. We are in a very fast race car heading for a cliff, and I'm very concerned about that. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) Nancy, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, Yes, and and let let me remind you of something we brought up yesterday from the great Winston Churchill. Surely in this period of 10 months, this is the lesson. Never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. And that's critical because, and I don't think it's just because I'm a pastor, but I believe there's a, there's a theological issue here. There's a spiritual issue here. And evil is attempting to undo us. Never give in, my friends. Never, ever, ever give in. I'm hopeful. I'm actually cautiously optimistic about November 8. Are you? Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. By the way, uh, Oakdale, what's going on there? A 60-year-old lady named Lana Casey from Houston was arrested yesterday for stealing nearly $200,000 from several nonprofit foundations in Oakdale. Good as a nonprofit CEO, listen, donor dollars are precious. And coming out of the pandemic, they are sometimes scarce. This, to me, I don't know. I think they ought to lock her up and throw away the key. I don't know her, but when you steal money from nonprofits, to me, that has tinges of evil attached to it as well. All right, Mike Douglas Show coming back in five minutes. We'll talk about these drag queen shows, believe it or not. All coming up on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The show you love. 
talking about the issues that are important to you. The Voice of the Valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now, every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome back to hour number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Just a reminder, coming up in about 24 and a half minutes, it'll be Thursday night football with the NFL. 4.30 today, it is the New Orleans Saints 2-4 and four, versus the Arizona Cardinals, also 2-4, and four, if uh, memory serves me correct. Again, that's coming up today at 4.30, also on our sister station, Fox Sports AM 1280. Looking at uh, just a a quick blitz of a couple of the propositions. Proposition 1 deals with abortion, provides a state constitutional right to quote-unquote reproductive freedom, including the right to an abortion. I don't feel that uh, a right to an abortion ought to be in California's constitution. I don't believe that mothers have the right to kill their babies. That's my basic uh, position on that. So I'm voting no on Proposition 1. Propositions 26 and 27 both have to do with gambling. I'm not a gambler, therefore I'm not passionate about either one of those. I'm voting no. I don't vote yes on things I'm not passionate about. Now... Prop 28 requires funding for K through 12, specifically for art and music education programs. Well, that sounds good, doesn't it? I am all for music being in schools. I began music when I was in fifth grade as a trumpet player and uh, continued that throughout high school played trumpet, played French horn, was the drum major for my high school band, loved music. It teaches you a lot of things. Uh, Math is involved, and eye-hand coordination is involved. A lot of good things come out of learning how to be a good musician. Well then, Mike, why wouldn't you support Prop 28, funding for K-12 art and music education? Here's why. Did you know that the Biden administration is funding drag queen performances in Ecuador? Mm-hmm. The State Department awarding more than $20,000 to an Ecuadorian cultural center to host drag theater performances in the name of diversity and inclusion. That's why I'm voting no on Prop 28, especially here in California, because it doesn't take a lot of imagination to think what, quote-unquote, art means to the state of California. And when those dollars start to flow down into the schools, I don't have any trouble imagining at all what some of those dollars are going to promote. I do not trust the state of California, at all. Well, talking about, have you seen all of this abhorrent drag queen craze? If you've been watching attentively, attentively, I'm sure you've seen pictures, videos, online snippets of a a variety of these drag queen performances or readings at libraries. Uh, There's apparently a a recent drag queen performance at a restaurant in Texas. And to use the word erotic really doesn't even even begin to describe it, but I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So Sarah Gonzalez, she is a reporter with Blaze TV. She was on Tucker Carlson last night. And here's her response. The thing is, there were mothers who brought their children to this very erotic drag queen performance in Texas. And it included erotic dancing, overtly suggestive language and songs, and the distribution of free sex toys as well. Why would you take your child 
to why would you go in the first place? Well, that's up to an adult, but why take your children? And that question was posed to Sarah Gonzalez from Blaze TV. Here's her initial response. There was a, a later part of the event where they were handing out sex toys as prizes uh, for contest winners. So this is something that was overtly sexual. They clearly said all ages welcome. And now apparently the left is gaslighting me uh, into, into thinking that I'm somehow the crazy one for having a problem with this. And, you know, it's interesting, Tucker, because the, the, the excuse that they always use is, well, I thought you guys were the party of parental rights. And if you don't like it, just don't take your kid. Parental rights does not apply to child abuse. This is clear child abuse. This is the sexual abuse of children, which we used to, the left and the right, we used to be able to agree was a really, really bad thing and we can't do it. But the left has become so radicalized that they are trying to normalize this and excuse it. So would you agree with Sarah Gonzalez that erotic drag queen shows for children is essentially child abuse, sexual abuse of children? I agree with her. I have counseled adults as a pastor who were way too early in their young lives exposed, well, let's say, overly exposed to overly sexualized situations and materials, and it messes people up. Let me just put it that way. So she was also asked, if members of gay root, uh, gay rights groups would would support children being encouraged to attend erotic drag queen shows, here's her response to that. I think that there is a, a subsector of adults within these organizations that are not, maybe don't agree with it, but they don't have the courage to speak up. They're scared of being canceled. And my message to them is you have to be on the right side of history here because eventually we will win out and you don't want to be caught uh, on the wrong side or, or, you know, excusing this behavior. It's absolutely inexcusable. And anyone who does not stand up and speak out about it is just as culpable, quite frankly, Republican or Democrat. I agree. This is not a partisan issue. Uh, And I agree that taking children, and uh, I'm watching one of, uh, well, there are a couple of uh, clips that I've seen recently, and there are mothers with their children at this restaurant watching this imbecile performing as a drag queen, bumping and grinding and pulling up its dress and, and... thrusting its pelvis, and I won't go on. Why in the world, I'm looking at those mothers thinking, what in the world are you thinking? Are they thinking? Sarah Gonzalez also said she believes this trend of over-sexualizing little children, she thinks it's part of a larger, what she would call a sinister, intentional strategy to create national confusion and chaos. Let's listen. It's a more sinister uh, attempt by the left to, you know, they, they want this radical country. The only way that they can achieve that is through complete chaos and confusion. And what is the best way to confuse children? Confuse them about their sexuality, confuse them about their gender, expose them to things that their little brains are not ready for yet. That is how they are confusing children. It is leading to chaos. And Big Daddy government, of course, can be there to pick, a, pick us all up and take care of us at the end of it. So in 19 days, are you going to vote for political parties and candidates that support over-sexualizing children, that think it's a good idea to expose little children to drag queens making erotic moves and bumping and grinding and, and stripping down a little bit? You, you think that's healthy? You think that's a good trend? You think we ought to continue that? You think, well, I'm not going to vote, Mike, because uh, my vote's not going to do any good. Well, not voting, in my opinion, is a vote for child abuse in this way. Believe me, I believe if we don't stop this, and and it's not going to be a light switch, it'll be a... It'll be a chipping away at what is because what is has been chipping away at common sense and morality and ethics for a long time now. But we do have the opportunity 
to reverse this. So what do you think? Do you agree with Sarah Gonzalez? Is this drag queen craze an attempt to expose little children to a sinister plot to create confusion and chaos? Would you take your children or grandchildren, nieces, nephews, whatever, to an erotic drag queen show? Would you do that? Our number, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. We'll get your responses in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Again, here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, we've been talking about drag queen shows, the government funding some of those shows. And my opinion, it's equivalent to child abuse. I think, in terms of its uh, long-term effects. But let's find out what you think. Our number, 209-551-3483. Before we go to NFL football at 430, let's get your calls in. And first up is Melinda from Modesto. Melinda, what do you think? Uh, Well, I told your uh, call screener that I've been actually inside of those uh, drag queen story hours for about 20, 25 years. I've been going to those and um, you would be surprised. Not only parents, but grandparents are bringing their little babies and strollers in and little toddlers and they're allowing them to literally be physically assaulted by these. I've sat inside and I've watched, I've videotaped until I was a recognized as someone who was not for it and supporting, I was more than welcome to videotape. Unbelievable. Um, I think desperately evil and it's heartbreaking. And I'll tell you what, when I started going to these, Mike, 25 years ago, most people's eyes would glaze over as I told them what I was fighting. And I was fighting it from afar. I fought it in the Bay Area because I didn't want it to come here. And then it came closer and closer, and it was in Stockton, and it was in Tracy, and pretty soon it's right here in Modesto. And every year there's the largest gathering of gays, lesbians, transgenders, and these drag queens now come to Modesto. They all recognize me because I still go out, and I still try to observe what's going on. And I can't tell people the number of daycares that you are putting your little babies in that are filled with lesbians and gays that are trying to indoctrinate your children while you are at work, mothers and fathers, you are very unwise. And I can't tell you the churches that have come out and supported, not me. They don't, they distance themselves from me, but they put themselves out there and they entertain and they help and they support these gays and lesbian festivals that we have downtown Modesto every year for the last 20 years and in um, our local park. Melinda, before people know that I've got got some other callers holding, but very quickly, uh, just very quickly before we go, have you, what, what's the worst, what's the worst that you've seen in terms of, a drag show uh, example. What, what's the without being inappropriate? What's the worst you've seen? Well, it's all very inappropriate because these these men dressed like women in the most vulgar sense are on the floors romping and rolling with these little children and winning their hearts and minds and souls. And when I started something in this area called a Straight Pride Coalition. It was not received well, and it's very sad because if we, as the church, don't stand up for heterosexuality and masculinity and femininity and celebrate those things, we get what we deserve. Well, and uh, I think that's what uh, November 8 is all about. Melinda, thanks for the call. I want to get a couple of more phone calls in very quickly. Uh, Ryan from Modesto, what's your read on this, Ryan? Hello, Pastor Douglas. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I am speaking from the perspective of 
uh, Torah values. I've called many times. I'm Jewish. And you know, it's in Leviticus. If a man lays with a, another man as he does with a woman, it's abomination. If he is doing, if, if they are doing this to children, God forbid, in my book, that's pedophilia. You have in, there has been cases of inmates that kill child molesters in prison. So it's, it's, it's sickening. And so the, now the left is promoting pedophilia on children. They need to be called out on it. And I know that you are a pastor. I know you can't get too religious on your program, but I think we need to start spreading morals and godly morals as in every outlet as possible because it is getting ridiculous. There's drag queen um, stuff on Nickelodeon, on Blue's Clues, uh, everywhere you look, especially when they have the whole entire month of June dedicated to Pride Month. Wait a minute. The, it did, shows you. Did you just they, say there's drag queen stuff on Blue's Clues? Yes, there was an episode that Matt Walsh exposed that was showing a drag queen parade that like they all went to a gay pride parade and it was showing drag queens in like anime. It was like an animation. So the left, the Hollywood is specifically targeting the age gap of young mothers from what will be that what age one to four, one to five. And so they are targeting many, many children. And that's why I don't watch. I have not watched movies probably since 2008. I stopped watching Hollywood. I stopped watching TV because everything, everywhere you look, you see the woke agenda. And it's all about money. They, they, and to tell you the truth, they don't even care about what they're talking about. They care about the funding. The LGBTQ community and plus is heavily funded by Democrat lobbyists, and they're, they're heavily funded. So we have to stand up against it. We're gonna and we're we're gonna be offended by people, regardless of who we are, because we're we're both male and, and, and heterosexuals, and we both love the Lord our God. So all those things are offensive to the left. So regardless of what you say or what we do, it's gonna be offensive. And so I hope we can stand for our morals and show the chill. I'm so worried about the children. Yes, I am very worried about children. Absolutely, because it's our job to teach the, teach the children uh, how to go. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. A- absolutely, uh, Ryan. I agree with you 100%. And uh, by the way, w- one of the freedoms that I have here uh, from iHeartRadio is I'm allowed to put my pastor hat on uh, as uh, as I feel the need. And so I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not ashamed to put that on and say, that I believe this is part of evil being unleashed on our culture and that our worldviews need to come to the fore here and we need to quit being worried about offending people and we need to stand for the Judeo-Christian ethics upon which this nation was built and we need to stand for what's righteous. And Ryan, I, I agree with you. I agree with Melinda before you. I think this is tantamount to child abuse, and I don't know about you, I have seen the results of over-sexualizing children over the years, and when they get to be adults, it's detrimental, not only to them, but to the entire culture as well. And and the deception here, I believe, Ryan, the deception by the, by the dark side, by the evil one, is to try to shame us into shutting up. And we need to stand firm. We need to stand firm. And I think, Ryan, one of the ways that the opposition has won the ground it's uh, it's gained over the years is because a lot of us have have succumbed to. Well, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be thought of poorly. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for the call. Uh, thank you very much. Very quickly, uh, John. Uh, John, you're on the line. We got about, uh, oh, 30 seconds. Go for it, my friend. Oh, okay, thank you for taking my call. What I got to say is I'm 75 years old. I've lived in Modesto most of my life. 
and we're getting around with same-sex marriage. We're getting these uh, goofballs dancing around, everything. You know, we go back into history. The Romes, got, they got conquered by gays and stuff like that. And if we get in a war, who do you think they're going to kill everybody that is gay, transsexual, or anything like this? We've, we've got to stop it. And how do you stop it? That's the question, because when you have John, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm afraid the clock has overcome us at the moment. Thanks for your call. We'll be back with you tomorrow, 3 to 5 p.m. on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.